0: friends and welcome finally to a long-awaited edition of the Kings of Angier, Ipswich Town podcast. We couldn't get to you last week because everyone was working or off and the main reason for that was Stewie, the Dr Watson, our leading king now that Hutchie's departed. You, Stew, had a mini-retirement, as Gary Neville calls them. Um I love that. It, it, he has 25 mini-retirements a year. They're just holidays, Gary. They're breaks. They're not, they're not retirements. But you had one last week, Stewie. How was it? What did you get up to fill us in? I did like that. In complete
1: earnest. It was on the uh, Diary of a CEO podcast, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Pe- important busy people like you and I. It's important to have what I call a mini retirement. It's a weekend, Gary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had a very nice week off, thank you. It was half term and we had some little uh, little day trips out here and there. It
0: was nice. Stuff like that's nonsense, isn't it? I know loads of people love that, but I hate that narrative that you can only be successful if you get up at 4am in the morning and go for a 15-mile run and then have 19 meetings before 9am. That kind of stuff. It's just nonsense. Um, Roscoe, you get up at 4am every morning and go for a 15-mile run. That's just (laughs) because you're healthy. How are you?
2: I'm okay. Yeah, 4am. I think the only time I ever wake up at 4am is if I'm getting a... flight for, you know, a holiday. If any other time, no bloody chance. Uh, I'm really well. Thanks, boys. Um,
1: yeah,
0: it feels a long time since we've sat down our little chinwags. I'm looking forward to it. It is over a week, isn't it? Last week, it was just me and Rossi around and uh, things were things were hectic on the content schedule front. And frankly, I didn't think there'd be much demand for a podcast featuring just me and Rossi waffling on about town. We need, we need at least one of the main guys involved. So Watto is back and we can proceed. And we can proceed this morning, Stewie with a story I've been trying to ignore um, but it's not going to go away it's going to, it's going to happen all summer. Kieran McKenna is one of the hottest managerial properties in English football there's no doubt about it after what he's done last season leading Town to promotion in his first full season as a manager and inevitably he's being linked with jobs all over the shop. But two particularly stand out as being credible and from esteemed national sources and he's been linked consistently now with Leicester City relegated from the Premier League and Scottish giants Celtic. Um, so I thought we'd better have a little chat about that by way of kicking off the podcast today. Uh, for me, on paper, of the two, Celtic is the one that worries me more. There's Leicester City, while all accounts, and my wife's a Leicester fan, so I'm quite genned up on what's going on at Leicester. They're a bit of a mess. They've got some serious issues to solve. Lots of financial uh, things they need to tackle uh, this summer. So uh, for me, looking at lo- looking at it, I would imagine that Celtic would be... Of the two, if indeed any or either of them appeal, Celtic would be the one that we could maybe be worried about. Where where do you stand on this?
1: I agree with you. Yeah, I, I was very, very laid back about the canips which keep hold of McKenna narrative going into this summer. You only have to listen to the way both he and Mark Ashton speak over recent months, as recently as April. Kieran was asked about, you know, what happens if a, someone comes calling for you Kieran and at a fans forum and very articulately sort of said that I, I picked this job very carefully. Uh, I knew I was, I'd always set a target in my mind of, of being a manager by a certain age in my thirties and going it alone. And um, I picked, he picked this job very, very carefully because it was ambitious because it was the type of people behind the scenes because of the funding that he would get because Ashton was going to let him get on with the job, etc. So uh, we've had this conversation before. And when things like Watford have come up, no really? chance. Why would you go to a basket case club like Watford that, that hires and fires every every five minutes? Again, Leicester or any of the three clubs that have come down that are looking for, for managers. Yes, you get the parachute payments. But there's a lot of uh, housekeeping, as you say, involved with relegation and people Mm. losing their jobs and and restructuring and things like that. Ipswich is a club that's in that league next season and on the up. So that doesn't worry me too much. But then the Celtic things come up, which is a real curveball for me because um, Celtic is a big, big football club. And I know people will say it's a two horse race up there and it's not got the prestige of English football, but. The fact that Tottenham have recruited a manager from Celtic Hmm. I think might just make that job start to look even more attractive. It's always been an attractive job, Celtic, with the, the fan base that they've got. It's Champions League football. You can go and get some silverware on your CV up there. But the fact now that managers are going from Celtic and Rangers to big Premier League jobs... I think might just just worries me that that might just register something in McKenna's mind because he's got big ambitions no doubt yeah. about it. He wants to get back to the very top. He's tasted it at Manchester United. He's never shy in saying uh, you know I want to get back to that level, Champions League level management and Celtic would be the sort of thing that maybe would be a, a stepping stone seen as a stepping stone towards that. I just hope that it's that this has come at just a bit too soon of a juncture. I think he'll want to see what mm. he can do with Ipswich in the Championship first. But, um, yeah, could could be a test of that one. But uh, I'm I'm hopeful, I'm still pretty hopeful that that uh, Ipswich is uh, the place that he's he's going to continue this journey.
0: 100%, yeah. Ange Postacoglu is fun to say as well, isn't it, as an aside. Um, Rossi, are you concerned anyway? I'm going to put my neck on the line here and say I'd be staggered if Kieran McKenna isn't the boss at the start of the new championship season at Portman Road. What do you reckon?
2: Yeah, echo as always what Stu said, because yeah, Celtic, what a job that is. That's massive, the fan base, the history and all that. And yeah, you can put an easy um, trophy on your CV, but uh, yeah, I think that's too soon in his journey. You know, just that momentum he's got of just getting town, finally promoted back to the championship, um, got a good set of players, got a good backroom staff, um, just good people like Mark Ashton, Michael Leary behind him. Um, he's still young as well. It, the big question is now new contracts. Is that going to now be in the talking with these mm. clubs now being rumoured and stuff? Like Mark Ashton may be thinking, OK, I know there's going to be interest, but I didn't know a team like Celtic would be interested. Um, so, yeah, for me, he's going he's gonna to stay. He's got to stay because he's, he's worked so hard to get this team out of League One um why would he leave now um if he does well in the championship and we you know somehow get into the playoffs um then yeah he'd be talking okay yeah he's he's done a great job but um well he's done a great job anyway but you know what i mean um but yeah maybe it's too soon i think because yeah he's still, still got a very he's still a young coach so um watch his face i'm
0: sure that's the move though isn't it Stu? we know that town like to reward success with new contracts something that they didn't used to do under the old regime that's the move though isn't it now try and tie McKenna up for a new deal, a longer contract, all that kind of stuff? <clears throat> yeah,
1: quite quite possibly. Um, wrote a piece about contracts yesterday, mainly centred around players. And, and last year, which moved quite quickly to give people like Wes Burns and Luke Wolfenden new contracts, double-pronged in that, A, it's a reward for what they've done, but obviously, B, prudently, it's protecting assets. And, and it will be the same with Kira McKenna. I feel like contracts with managers don't count as much. You've seen people like it can work both ways. You've seen people like Alan Pardew get given an eight year contract at Newcastle. It doesn't really, doesn't really count for anything. If, if the club wants you to go, they yeah. go and vice versa. You can have people tied down for a long time. But if, if football's food chain kicks in and there is a natural pecking order and Ipswich have moved up that, but they still have their place in it. And it's the same with players. If, if, something comes along that turns somebody's head there's sometimes there's just not a lot you can do about it and all the contract really does is is kind of determine what levels of compensation are involved but um I think it would it would be nice for Kieran it'd be nice for the fans if uh if something could be done on on the contract front but um I don't think it changes the situation mm. if he does or doesn't to be quite honest.
0: Do you know, I mean, I say you know him. You spend you spend time with Kieran. You interview him after every game. You speak to him twice a week, pretty much. He's not the sort of guy. He strikes me anyway, Stu, That's gonna that's gonna jump ship um, after one season. He, he seems to me to be an incredibly thoughtful, analytical, sensible sort of guy. Um, and any kind of move that he does make, when he does it, eventually leave town. He would have put a lot of thought into. It's not just going to be oh, so and so are interested. I might go there, is it?
1: No like to say, very, very methodical, um, and I think he's kind of mapped out his career in hmm. his mind from a very young age. From the minute he had to hang up his boots and was out on the coaching field at Tottenham on his crutches the day after surgery, he was already thinking about right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get these qualifications. Then I'm going to hopefully end up here. And he's, he said to us that he had in, he's had the date in his mind and age that he was going to start to go into senior management, and I'm sure. He's already probably got the next ten years or so sort of mapped out in his mind. You never know in football, things can change, but he'll he'll have an idea of of kind of how he, how he sees it going. And he's not shy, as I say, in talking about his ambitions. Um, and at the moment, I think those ambitions are in line, in sync with what Ipswiches are. And hopefully, the two of them, as Ashton keeps saying, are a perfect match, and they can keep kind of going on this this journey together.
0: Yeah. Well, Sue's going to be writing something around this for tomorrow morning. Um recording this Wednesday morning. So that'll be going out in print and online on Thursday. Um also want to highlight, you before we move on, you're wearing the Kings of Anglia uh, premium t-shirt there. Uh, very nice. You look very good in blue, if you don't mind me saying. And Ross, I noticed you sipping, I'd imagine that's cognac from the KOA uh, black mug, another another good seller on the website. So Go and get yourself some KOA merch if you haven't already. And there's still oh, look at this. And oh. I'm just gonna pick well, I said i just got that there. Just put my hat on. What I hate hate it when people can product placement, <laughs> don't you? It's, it's stupid, it's ridiculous. It. Anyway, um, let's move on, boys. Um on the on the, the subject of, of Kieran and where yeah. where he
1: might go, uh, I just started sort of going down the Premier League and the championship and just seeing where tipping points might be. Because we talk about there will be a tipping point, and Celtic was a bit of a left field one because I hadn't really considered them. But I, I, you asked me before, I think weeks back, what sort of level might sort of mm. get everyone a bit a little twitchy on this situation, and I, mean, I kind of threw Brighton out there as a as a throw one at the time. But that is the sort of job that yeah, I absolutely, think, yeah. like in the here and now, if you know Deserby is a is a is a hot prospect at the moment and if suddenly some big European club went and got him Brighton would feel like the level of club at this moment in time settled good ownership recruitment's been spot on style Mm. of play I think Deserby is a a big uh, influence on McKenna in terms of style of play it's that sort of thing that I think would be in the sweet spot right in the right here and now that would really kind of maybe at least get the conversation Going, but beyond that, I look down it, and even getting into the bottom half of the Premier League, people like Forest, Palace, Brentford, mm. with everything they've done, I don't think has got the quite same allure as Brighton, Wolves. You know, there's there's talk about uh, Lopetegui being sort of unhappy about the finances. There, there's nothing really jumping off the page for me um, that that would that would really sort of do this for from McKenna' point of view. Everton depending on how things kind of work out with dice that doesn't McKenna doesn't feel like a very Everton style appointment but that would be the level of football club that no doubt right. is above Ipswich and in, in the food chain Leeds as well you'd have to say is, is a big football club they're looking for someone but who knows what sort of manager I go Leeds, to we'll Leeds go for. Though,
0: do
1: you? That's oh, a mess yeah and um, yeah and there's the same same situation as Leicester there's a lot yeah. of housekeeping to be done after relegation and and very uncertain times with ownership there as well, so which is against all the things that McKenna's for. So there wasn't a lot there when I looked through Premier League and Championship that worried me, but Celtic Celtic definitely is a bit of a curveball. So um, mm. the sooner that gets it sorted out, the better, and then uh, we can all settle down for the summer, hopefully.
0: Give it to Roy Keane, I reckon, don't you, Celtic? Bad deal. <laughs> <That'll be laughs> in- I think Yeah,
1: that ship, I think, has sailed. I mean, they're talking a lot about the, uh, the Man City... Assistant yeah. Manager is linked to both both Celtic and and Leicester Maresca, um, Pep's Spanish assistant. Who um, obviously after what Arteta's done at Arsenal, mm. um, suddenly it becomes in vogue to try and do the same thing. If you remember, everyone kept getting a, uh, Borussia Dortmund's uh, assistant managers for a while because right. what you know and and things become in vogue, don't they? So um, I'm sh- I'm sure he's a very good coach and and maybe that will happen. But it's people like Graham Potter, Brendan Rodgers without jobs. At the moment, um, Stephen Gerrard, Scott Parker, as well, kind of names that are knocking around
0: still. So we'll see. My, uh, my wife is very excited about the prospect of Potter going in at Leicester. I think he's been cool. spoken to a few times there, um, and she very much is in the "give it to Potter" uh, camp. So that would seem maybe to fit, given what he's been through and and what he what he built before he uh, he went to Chelsea. Can I um, um, can
2: I say one mm-hmm. more thing about the McKenna links? Uh, i know i don't know how much you look into it but he just seems very settled here as well like he's moved his family all the way over here i know you know that's what you have to do in football you have to move but i feel like he's just very settled here you know it's a big thing once again they are human beings these players these managers definitely if they've got families and young families so I'm sure they're settled in schools near here and all that sort of stuff so i think that's another thing you have to look into like he may think do i really want to re you know, take my family up to Scotland and all that. Like I'm settled here in Suffolk; they're lo- loving it. So that's another thing you've got to look
0: into. I, I think sometimes. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, these are these are people, aren't they? At the end of the yeah. day, who's 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 dogs barking? Because it's not Benton for once. Is there? A, I is think,
1: a... I think that might be outside at mine. I'll, I'll no, mute. It? When it's not I'll bl- it's, n- it's not Bluey antagonising a dog, is it? Siri? <laughs> no, no, no. He's not outside today. How is Bluey?
0: He's good. Yeah, he's all right. He's having a little kit. Oh, nice excellent right then on to the next thing rossi this was your idea and I stole it so I said it would be good for the pod um we're gonna we're gonna do a bit on the fringe players we talked about having questions around them this summer and we're going to do it visually um, we're going to call it keep sell loan and we've got props I put a lot of time and effort into these um, so we're going to talk about the players the players you could probably think of yourself um, but have a bit of a chat around them uh, and then we're going to move on and do a huge dip into the mailbag, still without a theme tune out of uh, respect and memory of Hutchie. Maybe the new king, that could be one of his first tasks. tasks—to come up with a rap-themed mailbag theme (laughs) tune. Uh, Anyway, right then, let's dive in. So we're going to kind of put up what we think, uh, and then we'll have a little chat around each of them. So the first player, Rossi, I think you're going to flash up a picture for those of you watching on video, is Corey Ndaba. And there is Corey, the strongest man in League One, self-proclaimed. Um, clearly coming back from loan. The next big thing that never has really been a big thing at Town. Still yet to make his senior debut. Um, and there's going to be a decision to be made about him this summer as Town step up into the Championship. We know that Keo's left, so they're going to be in a market for a centre back. But could Corey be that man? So I'm going to ask on the count of three boys to give the uh, the keep, sell or loan. Bit of paper up. Three, two, one. Ross is confused. I'm going. <laughs>
2: what,
0: what was the confusion there, Ross?
2: <laughs> uh, I've just done. I have basically just done two. I've just done keep sell, even though this is my idea. Um,
0: you can see it. as well. I, I love. I love the fact that Ross has just literally written things on the back of an envelope, <laughs> an, <laughs> yeah. an open envelope. Um, so you're saying sell, Rossy? We'll start with you. Why are you saying sell and what kind of market do you think we could uh, we could find for Corey?
2: I think he's, 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 he's definitely a great player and he's a really good character as well. And I think he's probably sort of perfect fit for the club like, in terms of his character and everything like that. And he's, you know, his potential. But I just feel, OK, last year didn't work out with his loans. It was at Burton, got another injury, went to Fleetwood, played a few games, then didn't play their final few games. I just feel he maybe just needs a new home now. I think he's getting to an age now where another loan, like what's that benefiting him? Is it benefiting him? Is it benefiting us? I don't really know. Um, I'm just quickly getting his age up. Yeah, he's 20, he's 23. He's 24 in December. So he's
0: still only 23, bloody hell. Yeah,
2: he's been around so long. Yeah. I just feel for him, for his sake. I think he just needs a new club. Um, I just feel like another loan would just be won't be a, it would not be a waste because if he plays for the whole season, he does well, and they sign him that that loan club, then mm-hmm. great. But I just feel it's probably the right time now for him to, to move on. Um, I'm, 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 I hate to say that because I, I really like Corey as a player. Left sided centre back as well, um, can play left back if needed. But I just feel it's probably the right time now for Corey to go on. And I think once again, you know, Mark Ashton wants you know, players he can sell on as well. And if Corey goes out on loan, I don't know if he's got another contract. Um,
1: they gave him a 20? new three-year deal last summer, it's, didn't they? Yeah. So before it's, he uh... went out on loan. So he's still got two years left on that, which is the thing I think I would have probably been, if it hadn't have been for that contract, mm. I'd have been leaning towards what you, you were saying, Ross, if he's going into his last year and you think he's, he's 23 now. I mean, Luke Wolfenden's 24 It feels like if it's not happening for him now, it probably isn't. Um, But he's he's still got two years left. Um, I think if he does go out on loan, top of the list now will be to to go somewhere where you're going to get some guarantees or as close as as possible to him playing centre-half because he seems to keep going out on loan. McKenna says we need to get him a proper season of playing 40-odd games at centre-half. Mm. and seeing what he's like and he seems to go somewhere start off at centre half and then ends up playing at left back where where he got a lot of plaudits at Salford playing left back there I think the same he went to to Burton ended up getting shift to left back same same happened again um Fleetwood I believe so yeah it's I'm sure clubs will say yeah yeah we'll play him centre half and then injuries happen midway for a season and, and things happen but um yeah, get get him somewhere probably back in League One where you feel like he's gonna get a, a good season at playing at centre half and then reassess it next summer would, would be my feeling.
0: Yeah, I'm the same, Stu. Just for the record, for those of you not watching the video, I me and both said loan. Rossi said stale. It, it was a persuasive argument, Ross, but I think for the reason Stu says, I'd look to be loaning him again. And he actually ended up playing midfield at times as well, didn't he? I think at, at Salford. So I still feel like there might be there might be something there with Corey. Um so and he yeah, seems to like... potentially fit the profile of what McKenna's looking for.
2: Yeah, I, I hate saying it because I've always liked Corey, even when I've watched him play, you know, under-18s football. So I've seen his journey. I just feel, for the sake of just him, to have a really have a career. I'm not saying he's, mm. he's, he hasn't got a career, but I just feel another loan and he comes back and it means he's only going to have one more year left on his contract after that. So, and then if we're, you know, signed and centre-back, two centre-backs since then, it's like, oh, he's, he's fought. And we've got Alkenbagger and we're going to get on to shortly. So it's like, oh, where's where's he going to fit? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he needs to find a proper good loan, as Stu said, and uh, we shall see. But that's just, in terms of just moving players on, finding new homes, I think that's sometimes the best fit. Sometimes like, it's like Idris we'll get on to later as well.
0: Yeah. No, it's definitely a good argument, Rossi. Uh, well made. Let's move on then to Elkin Baggett, shall we? He's the next guy up. Um, obviously, made his debut um, for the first team and, and didn't look out of place. Uh, impressive, statuesque young man, um, and he's been out on loan a few times now. So, again, same questions Around him, um, with town moving up into the championship, so I invite you, gentlemen. Three, two, one. Mine's just keeping a view there. I think we're probably all going to say the same, are we? Me and Rossi are saying <coughs> alone. Stewie looks confused.
1: Sorry, my phone was ringing and I got distracted. Who okay. are
0: you doing this on? Good <laughs> baggage. Was it important, Steve? Was no. it?
1: Well, <laughs> it, potentially, but I can wait.
0: Okay, cool. It's not, it wasn't your wife or anything. No. No, okay. That's a mystery. We'll leave it there. Let's move on to Elkan Um So we're all saying loan, Stu, Elkan Baggett, Why are you saying loan? Um,
1: I just think he needs. It's, it's too soon for him to be involved with it with Ipswich. But there's there's hope that he uh, he can break through further down the line. Um, he's, he had, uh, went and got that proper sort of week in week out football at Gillingham, didn't he? In the first half of last season. Um. Stepped up a level in, in January to go to Cheltenham and, and didn't play as much. I think he only played one game, didn't he? I, th- I think injuries might have been involved in that, were they, Ross? I know you've probably spoken to people more about that. So um, probably a, a League One loan next season and, and um, see how he does for a year. And uh, again, reassess it next summer.
0: Yeah, there's not a lot really to add there, is there, Rossi? I mean, we're all, we're all saying loan, and that's, that is that is the obvious thing to do with him, give him another season of seasoning, somewhere that he's going to he's gonna play a lot at League One level. Um, anything extra to add? Uh,
2: just to give a peek behind the curtain, because um, as we said at the start of this feature, I only had keep and sell, but I found another um, envelope, and I've got loan, so that's how I found Just in case people are going, how did Ross find his loan? But I've just, yeah, found another envelope on my table here. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, another loan would be perfect for him, definitely after that second half of last season where he didn't play. He played once, as, as Stu said, and I think he had a little injury slash Cheltenham. You know, were fighting for relegation at the end there, so I think they wanted to, you know, have their experienced players in. But another League One loan would be perfect. He's Another player that signed like a long-term deal where he went out on loan to uh, Gillingham. So, yeah, player for the future. And, yeah, look forward to uh, seeing him, you know, progress. And, yeah, he's still got, those million followers—I'm sure that will grow and grow and grow.
0: We've got more followers than the football club, Ross. That's you. We're actually yeah. obliged to point that out every time we talk about Alcan Baggett. He's bigger than the club on social media,
1: <clears throat> Ross. Your missus is going to be quite concerned when she sees these envelopes lying around with loan <laughs> written on them. She's <laughs> yeah, going to concern yeah. you've you've got you've got the household into some debts that she's uh, unaware of. Thankfully, it's
2: not actually like my name or her name on it. It's just got—I think it's just addressed to us as like a, a household. It's just one of those n- normal, you know,
0: street. circulars. You
2: know, yeah, that's the one. That's the word. Right yeah.
0: then. Let's do Cameron Humphreys next. The Wunderkind, um Obviously, one, Mark Heath's surprise package of the season. Absolutely nailed that. Um, now, again, Town stepping up. There's a congested midfield, many of which we're about to talk about. Cameron Humphreys has shown that he can perform for the first team at League One level. But what's best now for his development, friends? Um, I invite you on the count of three to reveal your thoughts. Three, two, one. Okay, interesting. You're both saying loan. I'm saying keep. The reason I'm saying keep is because I I think my argument would be that by keeping him in the system and competing with the sort of players you'd be playing with in training uh, and potentially getting little bits of action here and there in the championship – I think that's going to be good for him. He's still, he's still a young man. Um, th- there was talk, obviously, about loaning him last season. And the, and the decision was that it'd be better for him to stay with the group uh, and kind of learn and mature that way. So although I inevitably think that people are going to say loan, that probably is going to be what happens with him. I'd like to see him remain part of the group and potentially pop up here and there and get some 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 key cameo moments, maybe in the championship and playing the Cups, this, that and the other. Uh, Rossi, you said loan. Why should he be loaned?
2: Um, just like bagger really, he's just had a very good experience. Of playing League One football with Town, you know, playing mm-hmm. you know 17 League games in total, scored you know two of his first senior goals. Um, I think we had this chat maybe a month ago about Karen Humphreys, what the future. I think we may have had a mailbag question on him, and I think we all said yeah, a loan will be benefit for him because he's not going to play in front of Morsey, you know, Dominic Ball, Massimo Longo, if he signs that contract, of course. You've got Lee Evans there, Panucci um, you know, Kamara there, the missing man, the forgotten man, sadly. And that could be a you know a, a position we may strengthen in. We've got also Idris, we've got Raheem Harper, which we'll get onto as well. I just feel it'll be the perfect time to get loaned out in a League One club who have got maybe a good manager who will play the football we want Cameron Humphreys to play. So a loan will do for me for, for Cameron Humphreys, even though what you said about him being around the first-team squad, training with McKenna, He's had that this season. It's now. Mm. Let's go and get proper week in, week out football. So, that's my, if he is my if reading. he is
0: loaned, and obviously I can see the argument for loaning him. I think it's really important where he's loaned to, um, that we don't just chuck him anywhere. And I know that's probably they wouldn't do that anyway. But for his development, it needs to be the right club, doesn't it, Stu? Is that is that how you'd be thinking loan wise?
1: <clears throat> yeah, definitely. I think um, shown that he can compete in League One. I would imagine the way football works, interest might come from someone that Cameron. One of the good games that Cameron played well in last year that is probably stuck in somebody's mind. Um, <clears throat> I was having a little look through through those games and the League One list. He played when Ipswich beat Peterborough. Mm. Peter, Peterborough you, you just just up the roads can keep good track on him. Um, maybe fit in with a style of play. Who knows? You could even use it as a bit of leverage if uh, if they want to go back in for Jack Taylor, for example. Um, yeah, I think a, a decent, league, decent League One club with the right type of personality of manager, the right style of play, that are going to nurture him and look after him and and bring him on. I think getting games is going to be better for his development than the. Uh, the and it is a good argument that you make about keeping in house. I, I guess probably the prime example of that is someone like Phil Foden at Man City mm. that they. They thought long and hard about sending him out when he in his early days, but decided to kind of that his best development was to stay at Man City and learn the Man City way, and as you say, work alongside elite players and get up to their level, and, and that obviously worked out. So, um, yeah, I just think there's too too much midfield traffic, as Ross has outlined, for for him to kind of hang around and hope for the odd the odd cameo. The stars aligned for him last year with. With a lot of injuries in that position, and and it it proved to be the right decision. But um, this year, I
0: think uh, a loan was probably best for for Cameron. Okay, so two loans and a keep. I think we're all probably going to grow in the next one, and that next one is sadly Raheem, the dream Harper. Been a bit of a nightmare, hasn't it? Uh, at Ipswich Town and indeed elsewhere for Raheem since he signed. Um, never really managed to kind of get playing time anywhere consistently um and now he's part of this this midfield model that town have got to sort out um so here we go the guy that i tipped to be mvp in the season that he signed that didn't work out uh, <laughs> right then three two one <clears throat> what the hell Okay, so we've got. I'm saying. I'm saying sell. Stewie's saying loan. Ross is saying.
1: Sorry,
0: Heath, Heath, Heath. I'm oh, sorry, Heath. I thought it was some long winded option. What was the other bit? of Paper, sell,
2: sell. Yeah, sell. Yeah. yeah. I
0: mean, when I say sell, I haven't written down tear um, up contract by mutual consent. But that that might be <laughs> that might be what happens. Um, Stewie, you're saying loan him again. <clears throat> Why are you saying that?
1: I'm saying loan because I would imagine he when he arrived as part of that nineteen summer signings window and arrived with a reasonable amount of fanfare, someone who'd been linked to, you know, not that long previous had been linked to Juventus and clubs like that. And yeah, he came on a on a decent League One wage, I would imagine. Um Don't know what this contract situation will be, whether he'll get the, the pay rise that comes with promotion. I would imagine, even though he wasn't involved in it at all last year, there'll be a promotion rise in there. So it will be very difficult, I think, for the level of club that are going to be interested in taking Rakeem Harper to get anywhere near matching the wages he's on at Ipswich. So it, the situation will probably have to be one where which do the loan and the, the other club take on a percentage of, of those wages, but it's very much a loan. There are loans like Andarba and Bagot that we're talking about that are go out, get some experience, and come back, and you've still got a future. And there's a kind of um seeing out time towards the end of your contract type mm-hmm. loan, which is which is the situation that Rakeem's in. The other option, of course, is is the one that you've outlined where club and player sit down and, and say, look. Let's come to an arrangement where we can, a mutual consent situation where we can maybe pay up some of your contract, which frees you up to go and sign a yeah. two, three-year contract elsewhere and get yourself settled and come to some sort of compromise.
0: But it's it's looking like it's heading one way for Raheem, doesn't it, at the moment? It's just not worked out for him, has it, Rossi? Uh, inevitably, when you sign 19 players, not all of them are going to work out. And he's been one of the ones that it's not, it's not worked out for him at town. And it's not really worked out anywhere he's been on loan either.
2: No, yeah, the last time he played for town, he just basically passed the ball to the Colchester player, and uh, we got knocked out. But uh, yeah, like once again, he's still so young. Like I'm just looking; he's 23. He, was, he turned 23 in March, which is just just crazy. But yeah, the loans extra didn't really work out. The loans of crew, you know, getting relegated with them the season before wasn't great. Um, I think he's had a few little niggles as well. But yeah, it just hasn't worked out. At town, either you know, even though that was such a exciting signing, weren't it? Because you know, with the as Stu mentioned, the, the teams he was linked with before mm. signing, you know, for a good fee, I think it was five hundred K. We signed him for, um, signed a three year deal. He's now only got a year left on that deal, slash an option, as always, as the club always do. So that's the reason why I say sell if we can find the right team. Um, I don't know if a championship team would try to get him. I'm sure a League One club would be the best place for him to go to. But um, yeah, it just hasn't worked out. And as you mentioned, you know, 19 players, not all of them are going to work out. And Sally, Rakeem Harper is, is one of
0: those. Mm, be interesting to see what kind of level he might land at if indeed he, he, he does move on and what he'd be willing to kind of step down to. Um, right then, next one is another midfielder. Entirely different. We talk about loans because he's just had an absolute banger of a loan. Idris El um has just scooped a double late in Orient, the awards. Obviously, he was promoted with them as well. Linking up with Drizzy there. Um, so the question is, though, can he come back to town and be a factor in the midfield that's going to be playing the championship next season? And that's going to be a key consideration, isn't it, this summer? Um, so, boys, on the count of three, let's see what we think about this. Three, two, one. Okay. Interesting. Well, oh. it's- we're completely split. So Rossi's saying keep, Suey's saying load, and I, I'm saying show me the money sell um the reason i'm saying that i'll start is because obviously his stock is is going to be pretty high at the moment given what he's just done realistically is he going to play any part for town in the championship i don't think so they need to free up some space get a bit of money in he's probably one of their, their saleable assets um so i'm saying sell get a bit of money in clear up a bit of space and good luck to, to idris with the rest of your career uh rossi you're saying keep yeah, I was debating this really. Oh, obvious answer would be to loan him
2: again, um, but also what you just said. Yeah, he's his value is going to be rocketing right now because of the you know winning promotion with Salford. Um,
0: Salford yeah. Late, late so yeah,
2: oh god, sorry, we're Salford <laughs> guys. Corey and stupid me. Yeah, um, they've been all over the shop,
0: mate. All these players. Yeah, yeah.
2: It, both they both play in red. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I really like Idris as a player, I really do, and. I, th- I think, you know what, I know that one's going that position is stocked, but I'd like to see him. He's played Championship Football before with Town um, when he first was breaking through and I just, I'd like to see him get a chance. You know, he won't play week in, week out, but a lot of people say said, he's, he's changed his role as well since going to Latin Orient. Um, so he could be a good backup for Sam Walzer here because we were saying that before, weren't we, when he was first sort of, you know, Sam Walsey was signed and it just was there as a sort of backup. So, i liked him. I like to see if how he does in pre-season and if he can you know get a few games, maybe in the Cups and stuff.
0: Um, but yeah, maybe a loan would be better for him, but i like to see him stay around, maybe. Okay. Stewie, captain obvious, Ross just called you. Loan is the obvious choice. Um, <laughs> what, uh, why are you saying loan? Uh,
1: because I like Idris and I liked what I saw of him before he went out on loan and I haven't seen any of his games for Leighton Orient, but you can only go on the the level of acclaim that he's got from teammates and pundits alike for what he did in in League Two last season. It was League Two. We have to kind of keep that in in mind. And Ipswich are going to be going into the Championship, but yeah, I don't want his. I don't think his journey at Ipswich has necessarily come to its end yet. But um, I don't think his time is now either. So that that ultimately leads me to go to to a loan he's not going to be short of interest i think he could get a really decent level league 1 loan mm. um clubs like derby have been been linked to him so that's what i would i would try and do um get him to a really good league 1 club next season on loan um but I, yeah if i was leaning towards either of your your options i think it would then be towards m- more of a sale situation i think we have to see how the window Unfolds for Ipswich from from what I'm hearing. I think Ipswich will definitely go for another central midfielder. I mean, I've mentioned Jack Taylor already, but I think there's there's other uh, options and interest out there as well. And if Luongo signs, as you say, um, you're going to have to have a real a real trim there. Um, and there's there's financial fair play situation to to weigh up and stuff like that. So maybe. You decide, as as you said, that Idris's value is at a uh, his stock is at a good level at the moment. And if you if you've got to make a tough decision and think that he's not going to quite be at the level that you want, you you take the money that you can now and, and reinvest. But I'd, I'd be going down the lone
0: the loan route. Okay. So the first one we all disagree on. Next one up is the is the final of the the midfield four. Also the forgotten man, Penuche Kamara signed obviously from Plymouth, with a, with a good deal of fanfare. A lot of people thought he was their best player coming over to the town. Played into that narrative, that spicy narrative around the clubs as well. Uh, but then obviously he's pretty much been injured ever since. Um, and now he's in this, this kind of midfield model like everyone else. So, what are you saying? Three, two, one. Oh, one. Sorry, I
1: couldn't for my, couldn't for my uh, paper. Actually, oh, no, okay. No.
0: No, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Well Ross is eventually decided loan. So me and Ross are saying loan. Stewie is saying <laughs> Stewie is saying keep and loan, which is you don't mind me saying is a very Ross Hall's answer. Um <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, <on, laughs> you, you kick off. I'll back you it up. Yeah, it's yeah. keep
1: it's keep now and then it's yeah. loan in January.
0: Okay, all right. What's the thinking behind that?
1: Uh because he's had three lots of groin surgery now, keeps breaking down, I think, with the money that Ipswich put into their medical and sports science departments and upgrading the training ground and everything, I think it's wise to keep him, make sure he's properly robust and uh, keep him in-house and keep an eye on him physically before you kind of chuck him out into the wild and start playing games uh, Saturday, Tuesday. So um, keep him for the first half of the season, hopefully get some games into him. Maybe in the League Cup. Obviously, there's no no Papa Johns anymore for, for extra game time and things like that. But under 21s, the odd cup game here and there. Build him up, and then, um, yeah, if if you get to January and you're still well stocked in in central midfield, then then maybe get him out for six months to uh, again to probably to a to a League One club.
0: Um, yeah, and uh, and then again reassess next summer. God, that's a sickeningly well-argued and, and thoughtful take, Stu. Um, that's not what we're here for. Uh, OK, I like that. I think I agree with you now. But, uh, Rossi, you're saying loan. I'm saying loan as well.
2: Yeah, I had a little quick change of heart at one stage there. I was going to maybe keep him as well of the because he has been injured and hopefully has a good pre-season um, and he can kick on. But I feel, yeah, that once again, so many players in that, that, in that position – that, that's one reason I've decided to keep Idris. I think he'll be the perfect sort of one to slot in there, then Paducce goes out on loan, um, or it could be vice versa, you know. But um, I think, yeah, League One club who can really work with him um, for the season or in January if if needed. Um, and I was thinking maybe what uh, Stu said if Cameron Humphreys doesn't go to Peterborough, maybe Paducce could go to Peterborough and maybe that'd be a part of that Jack Taylor deal, maybe. Mm. Um, but yeah, alone would, would do him nicely, just get him some game time because he's just, yeah, he's played handful of games for us once getting the pizza trophy and the fa cup game i don't think he's played a league game maybe he has let's not go down that
1: rabbit hole but um yeah a loan which i could even see a situation with the january loan that january comes along and depending on how P- uh, plymouth are doing in the championship Ooh. you know if ipswich are up the the top half of the table which we hope they are and plymouth um, all credit to what they've done, always that caveat. But I think, you know, budget wise, they're going to be fighting at the bottom end next season. That maybe he goes back to somewhere that, that he knows and is, is like just, you know, I could see that almost loaned, loaned back to a previous club, like, like the Gasana had me yeah. situation um, come next January. That, that,
0: Entered my mind. It was the hottest of takes. <laughs> and I, I threw it out there. <laughs> there we go. I like it, Stu. That was very well argued. I, I still think there's a future for, for him at town. I think he, he fits everything. Obviously, clearly, he fits everything that McKenna wants. He's he's versatile. He's dynamic. He runs all day long. Um, and that's clearly why they brought him in. So I still think there's a future for him at town, hopefully. Uh, and he might even end up being being a proper star at town. But I do think he needs to obviously go out and, 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 and get some football next season. But I do also think, Stu that your argument for keeping him in-house and making sure that he's fully fit before he goes out anywhere is, is a very sensible choice. So I've been, I've been swayed by your your argument to keep and then loan. Um, but officially, I'm saying loan. Right, two more then, boys. Two strikers now. We know they're going to be in the market for at least one striker this summer. But they do still have two that are coming back. Gasana had me, first of all. But I think, as you said, Stu, must have set some sort of record being signed and then loaned out the following uh, transfer deadline day back to the club that he signed from um started off at burton like his shorts were on fire which is why town signed him came here broke his foot um and didn't never really got going and then went back to burton and, and, and again didn't really get a lot of action there so what do we do with gassan this summer boys um i'm gonna say three two one Okay, we're all agreeing there. Loan, Rossi, it's fairly obvious, I think, why we should be saying loan. Um, they signed him as a bit of a project, uh, and there's still plenty of time left for this project to come to fruition. Is that what you're saying, loan?
2: Yeah, I think um just hasn't worked out. Yeah, sad for him that he got that injury, and uh of course we signed George Hurst and he was sadly was the forgotten man, and uh I think the only club he go to was Burton because of that 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 rule. Um, So maybe next season or this season coming and have a loan to Burton again. Um, But no, I think it's just ideal for him to go out on loan, play League One football week in, week out um, and yeah, see what what happens after that. Um, But
0: yeah, ideal loan. Yeah, anything you want to add to you? I think it's fairly obvious, isn't it, with Hadley, that's probably what they're going to do.
1: Yeah, I I don't want him to go back to Burton, actually. I'd like him to quite go to somewhere else and just I think it's good for players sometimes to experience different environments and different situations. Um, When he signed, he was kind of described as a bit of a a long-term project and that was before the injury came and and created a bit of a false start. So last season, for different reasons, ended up being a little bit of a write-off for him. But I think... And this is probably true of, of a lot of these loans that we're discussing. This will be one that will probably happen a bit later in the window. I think Ipswich will want him as part of pre season to to mm. get a feel for where he's at and um, feel like he's part of the group when they go away and things like that. And then sort of later in the window is when you know the domino effect starts to happen and everyone kind of starts to work out what slots they need to fill and that's probably when a sort of a loan for, for Gasan will happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think we're all saying loan there. That seems to be the sensible thing. And finally, the pig, Joe Piggott. Uh, again, another one of these 19 players that came in that demolition man summer. We all thought he'd be the man who'd be leading the line, scoring plenty of goals. Again, it's not worked out for him. He spent all last season on loan at Portsmouth. They reportedly want him back. Um, but will that be permanently or will that be on loan again? What do you reckon we should do with him? 3 two, one I am saying, I'm saying sell. What's Stewie saying? He's got loan. He's got loan sell. Stew's really working <laughs> these options. And what do you have, Rossi? What's oh, yours, thing? See yours? Huh? Sell. 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 Okay. Go on then, Stew. You, you argued so persuasively last time you, you split the infinitives. Um, what you're saying, you said loan and Sell.
1: Yeah, very similar situation to Rakeem Harper here, where I think we're marking time till Joe Piggott leaves. He's in the final year of his contract. Um, again, will be on probably more money here than other clubs wanting to buy him will be able to match. I think the difference with him is that he'll just be keen, I think, to draw a line under this yeah. time at Ipswich that has just not happened. And I think he might be able to, he'll probably value being settled and a longer term contract and, being able to kind of stomach a little bit of a, a pay drop off. Um, the reason I put loan then sell is I think it might start off as a loan and then it will get to January and then hopefully he'll have done quite well and the club that he's at where he's done reasonably well will then be able to uh, come to some sort of arrangement with Ipswich where they like pay a fee or he gets paid up or something like that. So I think it might start as a loan and then ultimately end up as a, a permanent departure maybe, maybe come January. Of these
0: arguments, you're pretty good at this, Stu. you should do it professionally. I reckon. Um, we're both saying sell Rossi. He just, we just need to, we just need to part company, don't we? He needs to move on with his career. Town need him gone, frankly. Um, what are you saying?
2: Yes, yeah,
1: dude's thought about this more than what we've done, we've just gone. Yeah. She
0: things about so. everything more than what we do. The thing <laughs> yeah.
1: is it's it's very easy just to sort of say, Yeah, we need to move that player on. But there is there is this sort of like you say, there there's there's people involved in this and the, the levels mm-hmm. of money that they earn, they just go you know, it's a, right, we want we want you out, but well hang on, somebody else is only offering me half what you're paying and I am actually contracted here for another year, so that's where it gets a little bit complicated sometimes. Yeah, I'm just going
2: with like FIFA, basically. FIFA <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah,
1: if I don't want him, I just sell him and
2: you somehow get a random club coming for him. But, um, but yeah, I do hope Joe, you know, Joe Piggott's had a very interesting career, you know, coming through non league, did so well at Wimbledon, and then he got that three year deal with Itcher's Town, which I'm sure changed his life, you know, financially mm. um, and just didn't work out. You know, he's had a goodish loan at Portsmouth. They've had an up, up and down season last year. Of course, they got Josh. John Mancinio now in charge. Um, so if he goes back there, then perfect. Um, and if they want to sign him permanently after it, say what
1: Stu's head alone, then that'd be perfect. So Mancinio um, said he'd quite like him back. I think even though he didn't play a huge amount of football for them because mainly because Colby Bishop was kind of in his way for the central striker role, but. They kind of repurposed him as a, as a number 10 later in the season. The one thing that always jumps off the page with Joe is that everybody talks about what an infectious, upbeat, positive character he is around the camp. And so he'll have to really weigh up as much as he's probably liked his time at Portsmouth. He's going to want to go somewhere where he's going to be the main man now and start scoring goals again regularly like he like he did at Wimbledon. So. Um, even Messino was saying I don't really know what Ipswich plan is whether they're going to let him go on a free or whether they're going to loan him again so um, that kind of backs up what we're saying in terms of not knowing which way that's going to go
0: Mm. I have a real mental block with Massinho by the way every time I write any story about Portsmouth, I call him Jose Mucinio. <laughs> it's one of those, like, those bl- we all get blind spots, and that's one for me. I can't, I can't stop it. It's quite embarrassing. Anyway, um, that brings us to the end of Keep Sell Loan. Uh, I think Stu wins that with his persuasive arguments. Rossi, I'd say you take a, a solid second, and as usual, I'm firmly at the back of the field with my nonsense thoughts. Um, let's move on to speaking nonsense, boys. Let's move on to a mailbag, shall we? And of course, without Hutchie here, there is no theme tune, but we will do a doot doot a forlorn doot doot in memory of the man um and hopefully when the new king is coronated he'll be the man to bring the music back to mailbag Um, but let's dive in what i love about this um is or she or she well or she true well that's not true is it she we know it's a man um we know it's a king (laughs) so that will be that will be announced in due course um what i love about this mailbag is that kind of reflective of how quiet is out there generally not a lot of these these questions are about football. So um we're gonna dive in. We've got a lot. I'm not sure we're gonna take them all. We'll do a good 20 minutes or so. Um right, and first off, straight out of the bat, let's let's get let's get straight into it. Maddie Reader says three words, Ross, driving update, please.
2: I, I actually responded her on Twitter and I thought I said to her, I thought we were friends. So Maddie, I know you're listening. No, um, <laughs> But it's a work in progress as ever. Um, this is the season, I'm sure. Stu, I'm sure, wants... Outline the progress
1: week. part of that, Ross.
2: Theory test is booked. Hopefully, I pass it. <laughs> I did fail another one the other oh, week. Oh. Oh, boss. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to tell you anymore. I just, yeah, I just want to one day just go, yeah, pass the theory. I'm Let's just keep the... it like...
0: That. I mean, you do still realise you do then have to pass the test after you've got the theory. Yeah, it's that's, not... that's, yeah. that's the big thing. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, work well, in progress. Thanks for asking, though, Maddie. Obviously, that's an important question, and we'll be keeping we'll keep an eye on that in the uh, the run up to the season. Uh, Stewie RPS Media wants to know if we were to sign one player from our fellow promoted sides, who would you take and why? Well, from either Plymouth or Sheffield Wednesday, Do you know who I'd take. Go on, Josh Windass. I think it'd be really good. He can play utility. Rolls up front. I met his dad at the awards we went to, so uh, I'm, I'm top my. I thought with Dean.
1: of you. I thought yeah. of you when I saw uh, Dean on on the pitch. He yeah. looked like. a he looked like an embarrassed son, Josh, didn't he? When sort of Sky <laughs> were kind of getting Dean on the pitch and getting him to do the fatherly hug and pushing the narrative of history I, repeating. I don't know if you play. saw the
0: interview. They said to, um, when they interviewed Josh Windus after the game and he said, they said, uh, talk about, it must mean a lot. What do you reckon your dad will think? And he said, my dad's probably had about 10 Jaeger bombs. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not sure he'll be, he'll be too bothered. Uh, it was great. But yeah, i take him. I really like him as a player. Uh, I think he'd probably fit into various roles in the town side. Uh any other thoughts? Uh, uh
1: George Byers probably from from Plymouth would be one yep. although we talked about midfield not necessarily he being He plays on Wednesdays too. What did I say? Plymouth, Plymouth. Sheffield Wednesday sorry because <laughs> I'm now looking at Plymouth squad whilst trying yeah. to uh, to say that. Um I mean Barley Mumble was was probably the one that stood out for Plymouth, but he's a, mm. he's a Norwich low knee, so that's a that's a non-starter, isn't it? Um
0: I'll have a think if anyone else springs to mind while we're doing this. Right then, Rossi, Mark Ford. We haven't talked about those Benson's just bust into the studio. Sorry friends. Um, Mark Ford says pre season games uninspiring so far. So we've had a few announced, haven't we? They're gonna start at Felix though very early on July the first. Uh, they've got a double header on July twenty second at Cambridge and at Stevenage. Two games, two sides, same day, three hours apart. And they've also obviously got this this um game that's not been officially announced, uh, in Austria, uh, which we think is where they're heading for their preseason tour against the Slovenian side. Uh Rossi, preseason friendlies. Slo- Slovakian, I think, is it? Slovakian, sorry, I knew it was Slov something. Um, Rossi, what, what do you make of the game? I mean, we're never really gonna have super sexy pre-season games are we we know they're all going to be away I really like that starting at Felixstowe. I've got to say from the mm-hmm. kind of um, Ipswich Town women link up point of view as well yeah. what, what have you made of them so far yeah you, to be
2: fair pre-season's not sexy is it you know like, it's just for fitness and everything like that so I, I'm not that fussed I think do you know what wasn't it it was last season when we played Needham. I think we already played back in June. I think what, what was the yeah, date?
0: they played twenty fifth of June last year. Obviously, that was because June? the World Cup meant the season yeah, kicked off it. earlier. So they they were yeah. they were playing football before the end of June in preseason last yeah,
2: year. Mad, yeah. but um, I think that's a good link up with Felix Stone, and, and you know it's a good sort of starter for the players to have thirty minute halves. You know all the players playing, but this double head is very strange. Um, you know, a good opportunity for you know fans to go to both games if they can't get to Cambridge or can't get to Stevenage, but. Um, yeah, they'll split the squad, I'm sure um, And then, yeah, Austria If they, when it does finally get confirmed That would be good fun um, But he, he, I think there'll be one, like, marquee You know, you normally get that one marquee um, pre-season game Don't you, like last year or previous years We've had a, a championship club or a Premier League club We've had Crystal Palace before and stuff like that mm. So, um, you yeah, know, I'm sure there'll be one more Hopefully exciting pre-season game get announced But, yeah, it's just game for fitness at the end of the day
1: I'm interested what level they're going to end up with with the latter games because last summer that was quite methodically planned out in classic sort they played of McKenna, they played a conference like, fashion,
0: they the last game before kickoff did they not play like a
1: south end is the last yeah, was that the right. last game yeah, at yeah, home yeah. but prior to that they'd obviously played millwall who were you know a, yeah. a good solid championship club and then they'd had the games against um, arsenal behind closed doors palace um, which were cut, and they played Tottenham in previous year, the previous yeah. year as well. So that I think we, you know, they want a mix of you don't want to play too high opposition and get a little bit demoralized going into it, but you don't want, you don't want to sweep everyone aside and, and, um, not have a real test going in. So, um, <clears throat> it's the, i think the marquee game is going to be complicated a little bit more that they can't play at portman road this year mm. and uh, you would imagine that sort of the higher level of clubs would rather probably do the behind closed doors thing like palace did last year which isn't isn't great for the fans the training grounds which isn't isn't quite the same for the players so um Yeah, I imagine there's been some logistical issues with pre-season this year with no Portman Road on the agenda, hence why there's
0: been a bit more of a delay in in announcing stuff. Mm. On that note, Stu, Tom Baines wants to know, you're all in charge of pre-season. Where are you going and how are you getting them ready for the season ahead? So, Stu, you've been brought in. Hutchie's brought you in. He's recruited. He's brought you over. He says you're in charge of pre-season. I've asked Ashton, it's fine. Um, where Where are you going?
1: So, um, am I the manager in this fictional situation? Have I got to do something that's like sensible for the players, or can, am I just selfishly doing this because I quite want to go there? Selfish, Selfish. yeah. <clears throat> mm, where should we go?
0: Vegas, is that, that too is obvious? obvious? That's the obvious choice, isn't it? Um, do a Wrexham go to Vegas. I saw, by the way, quite a, b- a bunch of the town boys were in Vegas, weren't they? I saw um, Harry Clark and Marcus Harness and uh, Leif Davis. And who was the other one wes burns they are all in vegas weren't they having a great time i'm sure drinking water and being responsible um rossi where would you go somewhere hot
2: um i think i, I think the go-to is like portugal or something you know oh yeah i'll, I'll, I'll be sensible but also yeah you, you'll have you know enjoy go to the algarve that'd be love. lovely yeah it's a, bit of a golf place, as well. place for golf yeah yeah,
0: yeah. right Let's do it, boys. Let's go to Portugal. Uh, Harvey Davis, sweet Welsh Prince, friend of the show, wants to know, Stewie, what away day cuisine is Stew looking forward to most next season? He says, hot take, Leicester will be the best. He says, it's a long way from League One where I seem to recall there wasn't even any food at Bolton a few years back. Uh,
1: Not just Bolton, lots of clubs. Um, Some clubs didn't even have any kind of working room. It's literally get into the ground, go straight to your, your seat in the stands. Junk. Um,
0: yeah, um, that will be changing. Uh, you mean you must have been Ellen Road before? I'd imagine they've got some decent food facilities over there for uh, the. That's
1: uh, okay. It's yeah. Okay, I wouldn't say it was at the very the very top. Um, oh God, it's been such a long time since we've been to some of these grounds, like for Leicester, for example. have been an established Premier League for a while. I imagine they've had to really get there. They've probably got top-notch facilities for things like the media and food and stuff now. So that's not a bad shout. Any of the clubs that have kind of recently come down from the Prem, you can normally sense that a bit of money's been spent behind the scenes. So,
0: yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what they're like. The food is decent at Leicester. As I say, my missus is a Leicester fan and the, the food's good there. Particularly, obviously, they've got Thai owners and they do some excellent Thai food. I don't know if that would be available for, for you in the uh, in the press room. I, I was watched, once watched an afternoon of fighting in the car park at the King Power. Because um, when they first bought the club, they brought over all these was top… Was this official? Or... Yeah, no, no. They brought over all these top Muay Thai fighters, obviously Muay Thai being the national sport of Thailand. And they did a big event in the car park in a big tent. And the food there was tremendous. Um, there's my insight Uh, James Gulk Rossi wants to know now Hutchie's gone we can get some decent movie chat going if you could star in any film any film Rossi who would you want to play
2: any film now if you want a career you want a film series don't you like where you know you've got guaranteed work every year like even though it's it's got a bit rubbish like Fast and Furious there's like 10 it's ten now, and you That's work. Ridiculous. with You know, I mean, when you Vin say it's Diesel.
0: got, when you say it's got rubbish, has it ever been good? It's just always oh, it been was, nonsense, has not it?
2: The first, the first few, you know, three were all right. Like Toko Drift was a, a blast. Love Toko <laughs> uh, Drift. Um, yeah, but you work. You know, Vin Diesel, the rocks in it. Uh, I don't know if he's in it anymore. Um, I mean, Vin
0: Diesel is essentially just being kept in money by these yeah. these films, isn't he? Because he doesn't do anything else, as far as I'm aware.
2: No so you'd you'd be
0: you'd be in you'd be in a franchise as they call it yeah a a major franchise would you would you want to be in obviously you couldn't really be in fast and furious because you can't drive you could be (laughs) 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 that's a major sticking point yeah i mean they could make it look like you could i suppose you'd have a stunt double yeah Um, yeah stunt double yeah Yeah. what what, what kind of film do you fancy
1: (laughs) oh that's throwing me um I like the logic of being in a franchise. What about something do you get like royalties in in films? Like could you could I go back and just do like Star Wars and then I'm still coining it in from Star I assume Wars? It seems so. It depends on the contract how I does guess, it work?
0: Yeah. Um I'd be in Batman. Yeah. Batman Batman are, are the best films full stop. Um so yeah, I I'd, I'd, I'd be in Batman. I also by the, speaking of franchises by the way. I watched John Wick 4 at the weekend. That franchise is unbelievable. Every single film is better than the previous one. And I don't know if you've seen John Wick 4. It's an extraordinary film. Unbelievable, some of the fight sequences in it and the nods to things like Enter the Dragon and, and they've got Donnie Yen in it. It's fantastic. I'd highly recommend it. Um, and also, obviously, in Keanu Reeves, you've got the perfect guy for that. He's been in two of the biggest martial arts movies of all time. And he's, what is he, a 55-year-old aging guy um, and not, not much of an actor, one would argue, but he's done all right for himself. Um, so, Stu, have you got any thoughts? Can I be
1: in Ghostbusters, please? Yes, so you, you can. A huge yeah. part of my childhood, um,
0: Ghostbusters. I'd, I'd like to be one of the Ghostbusters. Hachi obviously would not have seen any of these films. He's never seen Ghostbusters or John Wick or anything like that. Should uh, we go? Uh, Dan wants to know, Suey, who's winning the bleep test on the first day of KOA preseason? He says you do do one, don't you? Um, we don't. Maybe we should. Uh, but I would not be putting any money on me. Uh, it would be very much be- between Stewie and Ross, uh, because I can't run. I'm not allowed uh, for several months yet, so it wouldn't be me.
1: Um, I think Ross Ross would win on that. He's got yeah. youth on his side and um, gets about the five-a-side pitch.
2: Yeah, but Stew, I'm very quickly looking at the goalie and go, we're switching boy.
0: Are you <laughs> goosed, Are you goosed quickly. <laughs> yeah,
2: very much so. I have a, I have a good burst of pace out of nowhere. And I'm like, I regret doing that. Like normally sometimes it doesn't actually go out for a goal. So it's like, oh, it's not even, it's not even worth doing that run. Um, I'll <laughs> give it a go. We should, maybe we should test it one, one year.
0: I once did the bleep test on a TV program when I was a teenager. Have I spoken about this before? They, uh, it was a, a TV program, which is meant to demonstrate how, uh, unhealthy inner city kids were um compared to us in the country um and so they, they brought it i think it was one of those itv what are they called south bank shows or something it was one of those like thoughtful thing anyway so they brought a bunch of kids from inner city london uh, and then picked some some kids who were involved in sport locally in suffolk um and i got picked to be one of the guys from suffolk uh, and we did the bleep test on tv uh, and i won so there we go and I think that's school, probably the What
1: highest... level did you
0: get to? I think I got to like, I can't really remember. I think it was like 12 or 13. I remember um, a lot of the, the kids they brought in from inner city London were dropping out like sort of three or four. It was it was a fairly pathetic effort. Um, but I was, oh, I still am, but I was back then insanely competitive and there was no way that I was going to stop running or indeed let anyone beat me, especially on TV. Uh, there we go. little aside. Uh, Tony Southgate head of ginger pickle wants to know what's your favorite google ads bidding strategy search impression share target cpc target cpa or target roas i've got absolutely no idea what that means tony but obviously that just demonstrates if you if you don't like me if you don't know that means that means you need to get involved with ginger pickle because he knows what that means and he knows how he can make it work for you google ginger pickle get your pickle gingered they're the boys um little melon man friend of the show rossi Evening, he says, Me and one of the little melon offspring were in Dresden and Berlin last week, both great city breaks. Which other cities should we visit and why? And he says, Is it time to open the books to friends of the show and induct some more made men and women? Thanks for all the work, friend of the show number eight. So, obviously, friends of the show, we've got something we need to address at some point. But your favorite cities, Rossi, you're a fan of a city break. Where would you, if you could, if you could pick a top three, where would you say?
2: Like 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 everybody, I like I love food, so it has to be somewhere where there's some good food. Like you know, I, I love I love Italian food, obviously. It's like
0: Milan. Milan's nice. You're off to Naples again, aren't you? On, on a mini yeah. retirement in a couple of weeks.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've seen the fam. I haven't seen the fam for for nearly six years. So I've I've, uh, I've they've changed. I've changed. Um Still can't drive. Um Budapest is lovely. Budapest, um, and because I've, I've just been recently, Amsterdam is it's just solid in it. You've got you got everything so
1: obvious things, but yeah. there we
0: go. Stewie, you got any any you'd throw out there?
1: Barcelona would probably be my my number one. Beaches, if you want them, it's got the city, it's got the uh, it's got Las Ramblas, it's got bars, architecture, so uh, bar,
0: Barca. It's also got a great song by Queen, was it yeah. Queen or just Freddie Mercury? Um, I would say my favorite for a variety of reasons. I like, I love New York city. I think everyone should go there. Venice. We absolutely loved Amsterdam would be up there. Bruges. Lovely. There are so many places to go boys, aren't there? So Mm. many places to go. Not enough time. We have to spend it working. Sadly. Uh, Darrell, friend of the show. Number one wants to know Rossi, a proper grilled cheese sandwich requires three different slices of cheese. Which three cheeses are you putting in yours?
2: (laughs) These are great questions. Fair play to all the KOA army. Uh, Love a bit of Edam. Red Leicester.
0: You famously introduced the audience to Edam, didn't you? I remember.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got some <laughs> some in the fridge right now. Um bit of red Leicester. Can't be Red Leicester. Oh, love a bit of Red Leicester. And then a to chop it off. Alumi at top.
0: A lovely, actually, if you if, it, mm. if you toast it. Lovely and nutty, Whoa. isn't it? Yeah. Stuy, so what's your what's your go-to cheese? <laughs> um You can tell it's summer, can't you? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've got now I've got visions of somebody, one of these kind of aggregator football websites, making something out of our comments about, Mc- I'm worried about McKenna going to Celtic, <laughs> said football reporter Stuart Watson, yeah. who later discussed his favourite type of <laughs> it cheese. He later revealed
0: his favourite <laughs> cheese was, insert here.
1: <laughs> uh, probably got to get a bit of
0: mozzarella into this grilled cheese, haven't we? Just to get, Ooh, a bit yeah. of, got to get some stringy oh, cheese in there. Dang, that is mozzarella, a bit of pesto on that. Um, I'm going to th- I'm going to throw blue cheese in there as well because I'm a bit of a sucker for the old Stilton, the blue cheese. Rossi's not impressed. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, Martin wants to know. There's been no transfer gossip. hutchie has been in his new position for a few days now. Surely he has something for us. Uh, pff, apparently not. <laughs> I, I did see that, that Hutchy actually was the guy who wrote the story about Town going to Felix, though. Um, that was his first. He official. did,
1: and I hope. A large part of him died when he had to cap up the word
0: club in the middle of a sentence. Oh, I hate that. I absolutely hate that. (laughs) Nonsense. Club should not be capped up, ever, unless it's in the official title of the club. He knows. He knows. I know. But every time we're doing stuff like that, I go through and decap club because it's nonsense. Uh... Right. Football question, Stu. Get your football hat on. Stuart's gloves. Kings. Thoughts on us going in for Sonny Bradley. He's just been released by Luton. We almost got him under Cook. He's 31, so Ross wouldn't have him. Bags of championship experience. Could he be a Keo type signing, but one that would play more than Keo did? And would he fit McKenna's style? Sonny Badley's a guy we've spoken about before. They're definitely going to be in the market for that kind of character this summer, you'd imagine. What do you reckon, you
1: Definitely need that sort of type of experience, I think, at centre half. Uh whether he fits the McKenna style, I don't know. Um haven't seen enough of him to to comment on that. All I know is that Luton have been pretty direct in their their brand of football this season, which wouldn't wouldn't mesh with what what McKenna's doing. But sometimes you have to look beyond that and think whether a player's been doing what they've been asked to do. Can you see beyond that? Can you see chance to kind of develop them and, and change them a little bit? Um if you're signing someone pretty experienced, you want someone that's gonna kinda of come in and, and be able to to fit in straight away and do that, so um, yeah, not impossible. I wouldn't say for someone like Sonny Bradley, has been released by Luton. Um, yeah,
0: that'd be, that'd be solid. That'd be solid business, wouldn't it? It'd be you, you feel pretty, hmm, yeah, like that, Rossi. We'll if you put if you're putting your money into like the top end of the
1: pitch and other hmm. areas that you think's better to spend your money, uh, in general, Ipswich are going to want to avoid loans. They're going to want players in that sort of twenty three, twenty four bracket that we've seen with or below with, with people like Broadhead and Clark that you're going to see in as, as an investment and people that you're going to develop and and maybe make money on further down the line. But I think there will need to be one or two sort of pragmatic championship signings
0: in amongst all of that. And Bradley could potentially be one. Rossi, your mate, my mate, everyone's mate, Ben Diath, new father. Hope that's going well, Ben. Hope you're getting some sleep. Uh, he wants to know, with the new pitch being installed at the moment, what other, what one other major improvement would you make to Portman Road for next season? Anything you like, realistic or not? So, Ross, God forbid you're in charge of developing Portman Road um, and you you had to put something in as well as the pitch for next season. What are you putting in? And don't say a Nando's. Oh, yeah.
2: I think we've had this question before, but it's always good to the chat about it. Uh, do, do you know what? This has been selfish point of view as a photographer. I don't know pitch side is I don't know it's, it's not as comfy as it should be and there's not so really good sofas resistance. by the pitch for, for the photographers. Yeah, or just I don't know, just a nice little my own little section that's mine. I've got my little workstation. Maybe have a little bit of food there. Maybe TV as well, <laughs> like flying first like, class. Yeah, yeah, and all that first class so, area yeah. for Ross. So, yeah, just being selfish point of view. My own little area where yeah, it's
1: my my zone. Nothing wrong with being selfish. Do you have you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I'll just continue the selfish theme. I think we talked about this before. Maybe get some sort of fireman's pole slash slide. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, goes down (laughs) from my my press seat right at the top of the stand. Like a Wallace and Gromit thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Exactly like that. Yeah, like the chair tips back and yeah, (laughs) and maybe a zip line then that goes from from my seat down to like the where the tunnel area is because that's where I do the the post match stuff as well. Just buy me an extra few minutes just to get my my match report and stuff sorted. And then I haven't that got to worry about going down the stairs, past other people through security. You shouldn't so do that. Get on the zip line, bang, straight down. <laughs> that
0: would be, imagine if, if Watson was just zip <laughs> lining down. Fans just stay there and, and cheer you as you do it. Stevie, that'd be great. It'd be a fixture of every game. All uh, right, let's take a few more uh, and then we can finish. Uh, Chris Smith wants to know, McKenna's driven so much improvement through brilliant coaching. with so many of our players. So for the season ahead, what one personal work-related improvement do you want to make? And could any of the other kings help you improve or not? Rossi? What what kind of self-improvement or otherwise do you want to make this season? And could any of us help you? Uh, there's an obvious answer here. Um, obviously. There is. Yep.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna go down okay. that actually. I'm not gonna go down okay. that. you can, can bring know. that up. Um I want. I want to improve my writing. Actually, I want to help out. I've been doing some more writing recently. I mean, this is a sensible answer for a change. But just, yeah. I don't know, maybe get some more tips from both of you um, and the new king as well. Like just some more writing tips because I like to help out when I can. So yeah, yeah.
0: you have been doing more writing, Ross. And it's been very helpful, especially last week. It was very helpful without Stu and without that Judas Hutchie. Um, it, it was excellent to have you uh, involved in that, Stewie. Self improvement. You're a man who likes to think about things. What do you reckon?
1: I feel like we're in I'm in an annual review all of a sudden at work. How do you feel
0: it's going, uh, Watson? Yeah.
1: Is,
0: is anything, How do uh, you, you see yourself
1: more in more five yeah. years' time? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I need to I need to to add some technical skills that the Hutchman has taken with him. He, he was the man only. that was that was a... kind of uploading podcasts yeah. and and sorting video bits and stuff like that
0: out. I need to embrace some. So I noticed tech you've tech done tech quite a little whizzy graphic, though, for the McKenna bit this one he was well the... whizzy, wasn't it? Well, I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank you. It's not something you would have done before. So there you go. Yeah, you are upgrading. You You're evolving. Watson, 7.0, coming next season. Uh, I just want to be able to walk slash run again, Chris. That would be great if I could get back to that. It'd be lovely. Uh, right, a couple more questions. Ian Wallbank, Rossi wants to know, who who is our celebrity crush? He says mine is Nigella. Um, the... Uh, the cook, the chef, with the uh, double entendres in all her shows. Um, Rossi, who's, if you had to pick one celebrity crush, who would it be?
1: Uh, oh,
0: Rihanna, we already know this, don't we, it's Rihanna?
2: Yeah, Riri, yeah, Riri. R- as you um, call her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, just taken, she's got babies now.
0: Um <laughs> <Another one. laughs> There was a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, also,
2: there's also an actress called... Um, Antonia Thomas, who you probably won't heard of before, but she's in a, a series called Misfits back in the Down Channel Four. Okay, and she's she's done some other stuff, you know, recently. She's done a lot of American TV shows, but uh, she's a very beautiful woman. So, uh, so yeah,
0: lovely, very beautiful woman. Stewie, he's he's your? Uh, I think before
1: we didn't we have some sort of scenario? I can't remember some f- fictional scenario where I where I mentioned Rachel Stevens oh, of was
0: bringing yeah. me breakfast That's... in bed. That's right. Yeah. You, you were um, doing that after I started crying on the show um, as a way. Of that's mystery. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> started getting all soppy, didn't you? Yeah. Um, and you spoke about about Rachel Stevens. Yeah. Blowing. Yeah. Glowing I'll, I'll, funny I'll turn stick with that. that.
1: Yeah. She was, she was winning all the
0: <clears throat> sexiest woman awards back in the day, wasn't she? She cleaned up, didn't she? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, because I'm slightly older now, uh, I'm going to say a, a lady called Hannah Waddingham uh, is my current my current celebrity crush. She's uh, she's in Ted Lasso. Um, she plays like the owner of the club. Okay. Uh, and Ted Lasso, by the way, garbage final season. Don't... Oh, Jesus Christ. It was always really saccharine and, and silly, but in a kind of nice way. But the third season, they, it just went to complete shite. So don't bother with that. Um, but yeah, very much a big fan of... Hannah I don't wasn't.
1: think you've ever been satisfied
0: with the ending to a series ever. I was very satisfied with the ending of Succession recently. Okay. Which is genuinely one of the best things that's ever been on TV, and if you've not watched it, get involved because it's right up there in the in the holy trinity of best shows ever. Uh, right, we do two more questions. There's one more I wanted to do. Uh, Amber asks, "How how is my recovery? What surprised you most about the op and recovery? Just how long it is, Amber? To be honest, I stupidly thought I'd be up and about after about a month. Um, have the op, bit of time sat in my ass." Uh, and then be back to it. But it turns out it's going to take a lot longer, unfortunately. Um, And what Blue said about just realise how long it's going to take, I'm now realising that. Um, The idea of even going for a run at the moment seems a long way off. So that's the thing that I'm struggling with, Amber. Um, Final question. Where are we? This is a great question. This is my question of the day. Tom, best Oasis song. He says, Wonderwall is banned. This is right up my alley, right up my strata. Um Ross, should we do you first? Because obviously Oasis is slightly before your time
2: and uh, mm. not
0: really your vibe. Do you have a, a favourite Oasis song? Uh, stand By Me. I want Stand By Me. Oh, anthemic. Yeah. yeah. Live version of that is tremendous. That would be up there yeah. for me. Stewie, were you, were you embroiled in the Oasis V Blur back in the day? Were you of that of that era? I'd imagine you were Blur, because you? you were from Essex?
1: Yeah. Uh... <clears throat> it was split yeah the yeah blurby and colchester boys definitely kind of uh pulled me their way but i think deep down i probably was oasis um be here now was probably my favorite oasis album because it arrived i know it's generally the one that everyone including them kind of say is their, is their worst output but it arrived at a time where i was kind of most influenced by music at the age that i was at yeah um but I'm not going to pick a track from that. I'll probably say Cigarettes and Alcohol.
0: Nice. To
1: yeah. Live Forever, maybe. One of those yeah.
0: two. I am like the peak age for Oasis. That was basically the soundtrack to my teenage years. That and ridiculously expletive-filled gangster hip-hop uh, was what I listened to. A uh, big fan of Tupac and Biggie back in the day. Uh, but Oasis was like the soundtrack to my to my teenage years. So I'm a, I'm a huge fan of like the acoustic stuff they did. So, for example, like Talk Tonight we had at our wedding. Um, that's a really nice song. Uh, Married with Children is a great little, uh, great little song, um, and I love the kind of anthemic stuff they do. Like Stand By Me, it's fantastic, uh, and also I guess Morning Glory from a kind of psych you up, get you in the mood for a scrap sort of vibe. It's got, um, it's got quite good uh, guitar on that. But the one I really like, which is no one ever talks about because it's more one of their more recent ones, is a song called Gas Panic. I don't know if you're familiar with that um it's it's a really sinister kind of song uh if you listen to the lyrics it's about um knocking on people's windows and uh you better drop to your knees uh, time for panic etc etc uh what's what's the line my family don't seem so familiar my enemies all know my name it's brilliant go and listen to it that'd be that would be up there for my my favorite oasis song and with that friends that brings us to the end of a fairly epic mailbag and a fairly epic show Excellent to get so many of you involved this week and some really good questions um, as we try and fill this space between the end of the season and things really starting to ramp up again. Rossi, have you got anything you want to tease to? We've got a big interview lined up on going out on Sunday, haven't we? Which I think is going to be popular for, with a lot of people.
2: Yeah, Fabian Wilnes. Um uh, of course, part of my Dutch tour, uh, we've had you know um, Gus Beek and Martin Walter. But yeah, Fabian Wilnes, what a character. Hates Norwich. So, um, right right out there one Street. But, yeah, really good chat with him. Um, also brought out a, a chat with uh, Tamas Priskin, the uh, Hungarian striker, yep. of course, the, famous for the Arsenal goal, um, recently announced his retirement. So, um, a chat with him. Um, so, yeah, look out for that.
0: That's going out on Sunday uh, in video form, and there'll be a written version of it as well. We're getting a lot of feedback. As much as people enjoy the videos, there's some people out there who lead busy lifestyles, probably diary of CEO type people who just want to read stuff. So uh, we'll give you a written version of video stuff as well. Um, Sue, you'll be writing, obviously, the McKenna thing I've talked about. Uh, you've written uh, five players who should get contracts in the summer. Uh, anything else you want to you talk about before we before we head off?
1: Uh, no other business
0: the business fair enough uh thanks for joining us friends we've done 80 minutes of a, of a podcast hopefully um that will make up for not being with you last week i hope whatever you're doing you're having a great time of things as we build up towards the fixtures and the friendlies and that kind of thing we will we, we'll hopefully be with you at least once a week from here on in um all that left then is for me to remind you to support our sponsor use the code co at manscape.com for 20 percent off and free delivery and all that excellent stuff get yourself hair free in all the important places for the summer and also obviously support Ginger Pickle uh, uh, and get help with your Google Ads, your SEO, your digital marketing all that kind of stuff. And also friends, go and get yourself, if you want to look like Stuart Watson and it's, let's be honest, who doesn't or well, you want to indeed drink from the same cup as Ross Hall's, go to the KRA merch shop. You can find our link Our link on our social medias. Excellent. Looks excellent on you, Stuart, don't mind me saying. And what a cup that is, Ross. Right then friends, podcast is in the books. Have a great weekend, whatever you're doing and we'll hopefully Be back next time to speak to you all over again.